Welcome to Equality Education, a show about inclusive teaching, supportive parenting, and a kinder future. Hello, hello. Welcome back. How are you doing? So if you remember, this week is a continuation episode of last week. Yes, this is part two of advice for LGBTQ plus teachers when coming out at school with Gary Ratcliffe. So if you haven't yet, make sure you listen to episode number eight of Equality Education, which is part one of this discussion. And if you have, well done, you've done your homework and you're ready for this week's episode. Before we pick up the conversation again, please remember that you can help me to continue creating content like this podcast, as well as all the other inclusive classroom resources that I produce with Pop and Ollie by heading to popandollie.com forward slash donate. By doing so, you will also gain access to some awesome perks like classroom downloads and worksheets and an exclusive members only chat room too. Okay, here is part two. I hope you like it. Enjoy and Thanks for listening. So something I'd like to move on to now is the infamous section 28 law, which I'm sure you've (laughs) discussed many, many times, because I think what some teachers might be wondering is, am I allowed to come out at school? Like, is it legal? Um, Because we know that at one point it, it wasn't because of Section 28, uh, which forbids the promotion of homosexuality as a uh, pretended, I'm doing air quotations, family setup. Um, so basically, teachers weren't allowed to talk about LGBT plus people. Um, I don't even think they were allowed to stop homophobic bullying, were they? No. It was a really awful time and a, a setback for LGBT plus people um, across the country. But luckily, it was revoked in 2003. But teachers have still had the same relationship and sex education guidance, which was created during that time. So that's only very recently been updated. But let's talk about the legalities of, of coming out at school, because because teachers are allowed to do it. When I first started teaching um, 25 years ago, um, it wasn't only illegal for uh, me to be myself within the school and um oh what times I tell you you know cruel um divisive just um mm. uh isolating you know really really tough really tough times um but it wasn't just tough for the gay community actually I mean I I remember um a school I was on teaching practice at um, and we are only talking 25 years ago that a uh, a young female teacher was asked to go home because she had trousers on. Oh, no. You know, and she, she was asked to put a skirt on to come back to school because it was only right that women within the school wore skirts. So there are all sorts of uh, discriminatory practices that were allowed to happen in schools um, that's only just recently been, been changed. and. Um, you know, it is absolutely every teacher's right, whether they are, um, whether they're gay, bisexual, lesbian, trans, whether they are um, black, whether they are Asian, whether they have a disability, it is absolutely legal and right for them to feel safe in their workplace. Mm-hmm. 
it's absolutely right for them not to be discriminated against. It's absolutely right for them to be given equality of opportunity. Um, and it is absolutely right for them to be treated in a way that every other member of staff is treated. Yeah. And there is no compromise for me. There is no excuse for um, a young gay teacher or a young trans teacher to be treated um, with those bigoted or discriminatory views or attitudes or behaviours. Um, and it is absolutely every school leader's duty mm -hmm. to understand the law and to understand that whatever your own personal belief, because we are all entitled to our own personal belief, that within the workplace, you are not entitled um, to treat any member of your school staff in any way that is going to make them feel that they're being discriminated against. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm so passionate about that, that we are living in a free and open society and we need to we need to act like that you know and this whole nonsense around um five-year-old children not being ready to understand the relationship that happens between um two members of the same sex is mm -hmm. just ridiculous you know my um all of my children in all of my three schools, mm -hmm. they do not struggle with understanding that I am married to a man. They do not struggle with the fact that um, he loves me and I love him. They do not struggle with the fact that I have four children and they are adopted. They don't struggle with the fact that, um, that my family may look different to their family. And children are open and accepting <clears throat> and are like sponges and will take in information. They'll process it themselves and they know the difference between right and wrong. Um, and we need to refer much more often to the attitudes and values of children than we do sometimes of the adults that, that are um, influencing their lives. So if there is ever a head teacher that I feel is um, discriminating against any member of my staff, I would, I would have to, um, I would have to challenge that. And I would feel it would be my duty, you know, as, as an established member of the, um, of this community to, to challenge that on their behalf. Um, because it is just not acceptable nowadays. It is not acceptable in 2020 for any member of the LGBT plus community to feel as if they're not safe and secure and able to thrive within a professional environment. And whether you are a lawyer, whether you work in a supermarket or whether you work in a school, you have the same right to the dignity and to the respect and to the value that you, you have as a human being. And, I, I get really passionate about that because there seems there there sometimes seems to be an attitude that 
um, the law doesn't apply in schools because we're talking about children. Mm. And there's there's this absolutely offensive and horrendous um, link with people who still want to discriminate between LGBT plus people and paedophilia. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that is really, that is the default argument when someone wants to discriminate within a primary school, especially. Mm-hmm. Um and again, that just needs to be challenged and challenged robustly. And I'm not saying it needs to be down to the individual to do that challenge, but seek support and seek help to um, to make sure that that level of discrimination doesn't go unchallenged because the law is very clear. Um, the law says that um, as a protected group, we have the right to protection and to equality of opportunity yeah. within the workplace and the teaching you know the teaching of different families and the teaching of um, different life experiences is so important because you will not have 30 children sitting in a room that are going to grow up with the same life experiences um, and so it's really important that we try to represent them within our teaching too exactly what would you say to maybe a parent who says something like, you, you didn't need to come out to my child, like children don't need to know, know about your personal life. What advice would you give to someone who's faced with that? Depending on their position within the school or depending on their own life experience or um, depending on how long they've been established within the school, um, you have a choice, don't you? You can confront it head on as one individual towards another and, and simply say, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is part of me and um, my children are going to know about my, my life because it's something I share. Um, but, but you may need to refer that to a more senior, you know, senior person within the school just so that it can be very clear about policy within the school because you know if there is a um if there's a woman in the school who is pregnant and who goes on maternity leave there is never any um any doubt or any um hesitation in sharing that brilliant news with the with the school community you know we we do it all the time you know, congratulations to Miss Smith, who's off on maternity leave. We hope, you know, she uh, enjoys her next nine months off. You know, we, we say that all the time. Um, we always celebrate weddings in our schools, don't we? So if a teacher is is leaving and is going to be coming back the next year with a different surname, we don't hide that. So it's just another level of discrimination. So um I think schools need to be unapologetic about that. They need to be um, yeah. very clear and, and know when compromise is actually not um, appropriate. Because if it's okay with heterosexual, married, um, you know, females within the school to share their life experiences about when they got married or when they have a child, then it's okay actually for me as a gay man to share my experiences. You know, we're we're not going into personal details. I don't want my whole community to know, 
you know, the row I had last night with with Kyle because I thought he put too much salt in the pasta or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but there is, it, it goes back to the, your first question just around being your authentic self. And, um, mm. and actually it is our job as um, I see myself not only as a head teacher or, you know, a specialist in maths or whatever I am, but I'm a moral community leader and it's my job to stand up and say actually you're wrong you know um i've had those robust conversations within my own schools and there comes a point where you just have to say to some parents you're wrong and i will help you i will help you to educate yourself and your family by providing these books or by providing this workshop or by providing links to this website um i will support you with helping you and your children understand different family types within our school um but at the end of the day if you if you can't um support those values um you have a choice to make as a parent whether this is the right school for your child because the gay teacher is not going away and the gay teacher is not going to stop talking about his husband and the gay teacher is not going to stop reading a Poppinoli book at the end of the day just because you are offended by it mm. because it's really important that we continue to um, grow and nurture and develop well-rounded and well-educated children hmm. it, it really does like break my heart actually when I think back to you know some of the protests we saw last year in Birmingham and just some parents from some communities just so angry and you know I was even on a couple of uh, news programs and tv programs debating with people who were like I don't want my kids to learn about LGBT plus and I don't think I realized at the time, but it was quite dramatic to like have to debate my existence. Mm. Um, we shouldn't have to do that. We shouldn't have to do that. We shouldn't have to be continually debating our rights. Let me talk to you now about the children and like coming out to your class because I feel like I've had a, a couple of experiences when I visit schools, because I visited quite a few schools. And for me, coming out to the class, is it can be so different. Like, it can be really wonderful and really easy. And the kids are like, yeah, like, so-and-so's got two dads, or yeah, that's cool. Uh, and and in, in fact, most of the time it is super positive and it's absolutely lovely. Occasionally, there's like the odd child who's like, what? like and doesn't really get it but what's quite nice is that other other children kind of like will step in before I even have a chance to say anything like yeah some people are gay or like you know two two guys or, or, or two women can get married so that's quite nice to see um I'm just wondering what your advice would be for any negative experiences with children perhaps a child who just is is I don't know what the right word is. Um, offensive. Okay, so you've got to understand the um, the nature of children, okay? And 
children mm-hmm. behave very differently whether they are on their own they're with one friend whether they're in a group of five children or whether they're in a group of 30 and the dynamics that you need to understand and the relationships and the the um the sort of characters within mm-hmm. that group will determine their reaction to anything you know whether it's about you coming out and saying oh yeah i'm gay or whether it's about you dropping your pen on the floor or whether it's about someone sneezing at the back of the room you know it will it could result in hysterical laughter it could result in um you know a really severely anti mm-hmm. um you know anti-discriminatory uh, or discriminatory remark um it just could be completely homophobic abuse that that comes out you know there's a, a group of children is uh unpredictable okay so um i think you have to prepare for any reaction you're going to get and one of the the most difficult reactions to uh try to approach or or try to combat is laughter yeah you know laughter is a really difficult one with a group of kids if they're five-year-old or if they're 15 you know some some young people find particular things incredibly funny and that that may may last a long time and so i think in terms of coming out to a group you need to be very clear before you do it about the messages you want to give the uh the the words that you're going to use and the reactions you may get. So um, the majority of people in a school, uh, you know, a, a class of 10 year olds or a class of 15 year olds will know somebody who is gay or they will know somebody who um, is lesbian. And, and they, they may not know them personally, but they will have seen them, Uh, on tv or they will have heard them on the radio um so the actual experience and knowledge of that um sexuality is not Mm. uh is not unknown to most young people but the reaction will be based on a number of things so Mm -hmm. it may be that they'd never considered that you were gay they it may be that they just considered that you lived in the same family type as they did um, because their life experience may be really limited. You know, it's okay for me or you because we we know lots of gay people, we know lots of trans people, um, and so it's part of our life. But for them, they may not know anyone personally who is openly gay, um, and they may have never considered that you were. So the reaction might be one of shock or dismay or embarrassment that they actually hadn't considered that and you've got to remember that as adults we are um we are expert at communicating often so even if even if someone really shocks me i can probably hide it and think really quickly about a a more constructive question to ask um children young people are often not that sophisticated so whatever comes into their mind first will come out of their mouths and so just use that as a teaching point, you know, and just to to have that conversation in a in a calm and balanced and um and 
non-judgmental way. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't tell the child off who bursts out laughing. Um, don't don't automatically jump to an assumption that they are being, being discriminatory. Um, challenge words that are used that are not appropriate, but challenge the words and not the child because um, children are in school to learn. And if we shut them down, so, you know, if a child was doing a math test and they got a particular question wrong, mm-hmm. you wouldn't persecute that child because they got that question wrong. You would use that as a teaching time to say, oh, you didn't quite understand that. This is what we need to do instead. And it's the same with uh, language and behaviours around um, being gay, you know. Uh, teach them. Say to them, yeah. you know, you laughing actually makes me feel really uncomfortable because you're laughing at me and, and I've told you something very important to me. And and children understand that, you know, because they just want to learn and, and children are in school to learn. And as I said, you know, previously, they're not just there to learn about maths and English. They learn, they're learning how to get on with people and they're learning about their own attitudes and their own behaviours. And... And yeah, and like you said, it's like, it's so different for every group of children, for every year group. Yeah. And I think what's really important that we also touched on this earlier, that you really do need to be in the right space. Yeah. And and super comfortable. Because for me, I know that sometimes when I come out to a group of children, it does sometimes trigger my past and my childhood. And mm. yeah, the thought, like when I stand up in front of 30 kids and tell them I'm gay, I might as well sometimes be eight year old me again, coming out in front of my class. Like that's, that does sometimes go through my mind. And it's, Mm -hmm. again, that's also a little bit traumatic. So it is super important to have the support and the confidence in your, and and comfort in, in, in who you are, I think. Let me let me tell you, I'm 47 years old. I know I don't look it. <laughs> you look stunning. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's a lucky man. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I'm I'm fast approaching 50. I've been out since I was 17, 18, um, and still, if I'm in a professional environment and someone I don't know says to me, um, "And what does your wife do?" It takes me back to the first time of having to come out as a young teacher 25 years ago. And that is just an indication of how far we have still got to go in our journey to full acceptance, full integration. Um, But it is up to us to continue to educate and continue to inform people. Um, but, But coming out, whether it's within a school environment or you know, within a professional setting or to family members or friends, it is still a coming out experience. And you just have to think really carefully about how you're going to do it. Okay, so what I'd like to talk about now, Gary, is about someone who identifies as trans, who is a teacher. I mean, you are not trans, um, but as LGBT plus people, we want to do all we can to support trans people and their journeys. I know you're speaking as a cis gay man, but what advice do you think we've already said that could be helpful or anything new, actually? Trans people are absolutely um, entitled 
welcome and encouraged to apply for any job within my school. Okay, I, I want to make that really clear that um, their knowledge, their life experience, their character, their ability to teach um, would be uh, nurtured and celebrated within our school community. Um, but this is a an issue that is so fresh at the moment in the media. You know, we've got very high profile um, people who are not helping the situation for any trans person. And the level of knowledge and understanding for children and parents is is not there yet. And so any trans person who is a teacher, I think, um, as in all aspects of their life, right, we know that living as a trans person, um, you only have to look on Twitter to see the level of abuse that, that is directed at trans people, um, the level of misinformation, the level of ignorance. And so, of course, that will be replicated even within the school community. So you will have parents or you'll have children or you will have colleagues that um, that discriminate really strongly and in such a bad way. But it is up to school leaders to go back to their values and to their policies around um, equal opportunities and anti-discrimination. Mm to really um, delve into their own attitudes and their own beliefs and what their policy says about um, discrimination and, and equal opportunities. And if we're, if we're honest and if we are genuine and if we're true and if we believe in our policies around um, equality of opportunity for all and our anti-discrimination policies and practices, then they apply to trans people just as they do to gay men, lesbians, bisexuals. Okay, so um, we have to be really clear here about our, um, our attitudes to that one particular group. And if we're being true to our own, um, our own policies and practices and attitudes around uh, being open, accepting, anti-discriminatory, then being trans should, um, should, should prove no more of a barrier within school than being gay. But we know that society is not moving at the same rate, okay, and it's not moving at the same level of acceptance or understanding. But it's often schools that can lead the way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talked before about the fact that the the young teacher today will be the next head teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the young pupil will be the next teacher, you know. So, um, you know, a 10-year-old, you think of a 10-year-old in school, within another 10 years, they could be a teacher. So it's up to us to actually inform and educate and work with those groups that are, that are out there um, like diversity role models, for example, that will be able to provide 
those excellent support networks, those good examples um, for the children and the colleagues in our school. So yeah, um, my advice to trans people at the moment would be um, that if you feel you are going to be a wonderful teacher, that that is your calling in life, that you want to really develop in that profession, then do it. Okay. Just do it because we need inspirational teachers. We need teachers who care about the children they're teaching. We need teachers who are going to relate to 30 different characters within a room. Um, And being trans does not make you a good or a bad teacher. Okay. Being a teacher that wants to be in a school making a difference makes you a good teacher and being trans is your identity that you need to find a school that is not going to put a barrier in your way to becoming a brilliant teacher and is actually not only going to not put a barrier in the way but is actually going to support you to thrive so you know if a um we have a teacher in school at the moment who's not trans. Um, I, I think they are a heterosexual woman, um, <clears throat> but they have an assistance dog. Okay. And um, the number of schools that turned down this teacher from being in their school because she was a bit different, because she came with, um, with something that could have been seen as an inconvenience or something that could have been seen mm. as a, a tricky issue to deal with meant that she was denied the opportunity um, on occasions to teach where, you know, she felt she would make a difference. And it's exactly the same um, for the trans community who want to be good teachers. Um, They need to find those schools that are not going to put barriers up. And so for any trans teacher that, that wants to teach in the school, go on the school website, look at their values Look at the little pen pictures of all the teachers. See if there's anything that suggests that this is a school that is open and accepting and um, believes in equality. Um, And don't, for now, put yourself in that position where life is just going to be a struggle at work as well as at home. Um, And as I say, if you are a trans teacher and you, um, you know, you're passionate about primary learning, then find those schools like mine um, that would welcome you and see you as a strength for the school and see you as, um, you know, someone who could add so much rather than someone who would be an inconvenience. And another reason why is vital is because there are children out there who are going to be gender non-conforming and and trans and just being there and being open will mean so much to those children um and it will hopefully help them and make their lives slightly easier but yeah i feel like it is heartbreaking what's happening at the moment with regards to what we're seeing of trans people and the way they're being represented in the media is it's disgraceful and it's so upsetting it's more upsetting when you know these people as well and you know what wonderful, beautiful individuals they are um, and that they have the same 
um, sense of love, the same sense of hurt, the same ability to love, the same ability to um, to laugh, to be a good brother, a good sister, um, a good son, a good daughter, um, and to see them destroyed on a really personal level is um, it's not only heartbreaking; it's shameful. You know, it's it's just appalling and schools are in a, a unique position of being able to do the right thing and to set a um a moral um benchmark that that shouldn't be compromised on you know mm. it i've gone a bit quiet because it is really um as an individual, you can often feel quite powerless to make bigger changes. Um, but as a collective, you know, we can we can absolutely um, change things for the better. But that does take time. Um, and I would say, you know, for any trans person coming to work in a school right now, you know, they know that on day one, it is not going to be um, roses and, you know, celebrations and um, open arms from everybody. Um, and there are going to be tough days where even in a school setting, your own identity is questioned and challenged or ridiculed. But it is up to the... Um, the leadership of that school to allow to to ensure that is not allowed to go unchallenged um you know and and whether that is about trans rights or um or any sexuality rights or any ethnicity issues it is the same principle that um schools should be a place for openness for acceptance for equality and it is up to us as school leaders to challenge that when that is not the case. Earlier, we we spoke about simple little steps that teachers can do to come out as LGBT plus at school. And we mentioned a couple of things like having a family portrait in your office or bringing someone to a school event. Um, I think you might have said to me in your, your email about mentioning your family in the newsletter, like yep. they're mm -hmm. super, super cute little ideas you can do. I think that maybe perhaps even before that, or if you're not ready to do that, I feel like maybe a really good place to start is the resources you're using in the classroom. Because if you're already using... And I'm not just trying to plug my books because <laughs> yeah. there's so many books out there. <laughs> there's so many amazing LGBT plus inclusive books out there. But if you're using these videos and books in the classroom already and showing different families and showing trans people and, and, and different races and different abilities, surely that's just going to make life easier <laughs> for everyone. Do you think that's a, a, a good little simple step to start with as well? Um, yeah, and I think you could take that a step further and find a teacher, uh, maybe in your year group or just within the school that isn't as um, uh, knowledgeable about the, the books that, that are out there or the, the resources that are available and share something with them. So, mm -hmm. 
um, you know, perhaps you as a, a teacher could go up to a colleague and say, look, I've got this really good book. I used it with my children yesterday. Would you like to borrow it? You know, mm-hmm. without any further explanation, because that happens in school all the time, you know, lots of sharing and resources. Um, um, you know, I think, you know, you should be partial to pair of pride socks, you know, multicolored socks, um, you know, that are flashed at the end of the day during story time. Um, you know, another little, <laughs> another little step. But in terms of resources, um, there's all sorts of things that you can do in a classroom that isn't about, um, you know, coming out in a very, um, uh, sort of public announcement way. You can have a display of, um, of LGBT plus role models. You could, um, have a, make sure that there's a, a well integrated set of books in your, in your book area. Um, for, for older children, you know, you could pose a question on a, on a board, um, or you could, ensure that um that the examples you use within a particular teaching topic are inclusive mm. um so there's all sorts of ways within your own professional practice that you can um ensure that you are being inclusive and that is definitely a, a step within um you know that that sort of um that toolkit that that sort of collection of of things that you can do to help you a come out and b develop a more inclusive environment within in the class that you teach it it does really need to be a whole school approach doesn't it and yeah absolutely it needs to go from the resources you're using in the classroom the guests you have come in to the policy to to what what you speak to the parents about like everyone just needs to be involved and conversation needs to be very open i feel like that's the goal anyway for schools yeah and 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 we are there to educate, you know, we are there to support, to nurture, to develop and to educate and to not assume that everybody will know the right way to speak and the right way to behave and the the most open attitude to have. And it is our job to educate. So, um, so by having those resources having those conversations, having that challenge, um, sharing and collaborating, that is all the job of a teacher because we're there to educate. Okay, Gary, just to kind of wrap this up, uh, let's go back 25 years ago. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) what would you say to the... 25 years ago version of you when you were just starting as a as a teacher what advice would you give do you know what I've thought about I've thought about this a lot um because my experiences 25 years ago were really mixed and some of them were quite traumatic and some of them were intended to be supportive but actually weren't um so the advice I would give my 25 year old self or my 22 year old self would be to be clear about um, the reason that you want to teach. That's the first thing, because you are a teacher first and foremost. If if that is the profession you've chosen, be clear about why you want to do that. And then secondly, be clear about what you want your colleagues, 
the children and the, the parent body to know about you. You need to be in control. It's your decision. There's no rush. Um, and it is, you know, it is absolutely yours for the taking. It is not anybody, anybody else's decision to make that decision for you. And it will be the most successful when you do it in the right way. Thank you so much, Gary. This was amazing. <laughs> Your advice is so impressive. And I just know that's going to be so helpful to so many teachers out there. So thank you for coming on today. Anytime. Take care. And that is the end of part two. What did you think? I hope you enjoyed this two-parter and that it provided you with some knowledge and perhaps even some increased confidence. I truly hope that you feel inspired to be the whole you at your school or wherever your place of work is. And don't forget that we are a community. You will never be on your own in the fight for equality. On that note, remember you can tweet or message me at Ollie Pike on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to find out more about Gary, you can find him on Twitter at Gary Rat. That's at G-A-R-R-Y-R-A-T. Also, I'd like to say thank you to everyone that originally tweeted or emailed me your own experiences and pieces of tips and advice on coming out at school or to your classes. There were so many lovely little stories and what I think I'm going to do is put together a little compilation episode where I can read out a number of these at the same time. So yeah, if you'd like to get involved or share your coming out story at school as a teacher, do tweet me or you can email me at ollie at Okay, thank you for listening. Please consider helping me to produce more content for you and more LGBTQ plus inclusive content for children too by visiting popanolly.com forward slash donate. That would be awesome. Thanks. Cool. Take care and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>